Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I'm going to let you know right now, I'm a little ticked off. I know you can see the opening monologue of what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to have a lot of LSU stuff we want to talk about. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is going to be joining us around 7.20 p.m. Central Time to be talking about some LSU recruiting. We'll go nationally tomorrow with Jonathan Rifkin. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty ticked off. I don't know if you just watched the top 25 uh, committee poll that just came out, but this is why everybody argued about the BCS and how crappy that was. Is it really that crappy? Was it really that crappy? I know the LSU fans threw a hissy fit when Alabama got in in 2011, and I get that over Oklahoma State. But they, the best two teams got into the playoff, or got into the not the playoff, got into the national championship game, and they want to roll out there and talk about that and give Florida that ranking. I'm pissed, y'all. I'm pissed, as usual, I guess. As usual. You cannot... Hold on, let's do this. Before we get to the comments, before we get to anything else, because I'm about to go on a tangent. Everybody joining the show, we greatly appreciate it. All 81 of you, we appreciate you joining in. Do us a favor, hit the like and hit the share and share into some groups. Everybody listening to us on the podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe and we greatly appreciate our partners over at Believe. 
Also, if you're watching watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well as we are going to be pushing a lot more content in the start of the year to our YouTube channel. Uh, and before we get to that too, guys, I got I just have to. So I had three other people text me this today from our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With our highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair. Any routine maintenance, tire repair, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. And if that car is just not working good, go over to our good friend, Mr. Woody Clark, over at Robinson Brothers Ford Lincoln. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, the number one Ford car salesman in all of the state of Louisiana. Give them a call today at 225-603-5432. That's 225-603-5432. And go see all of their great inventory over at RobinsonBrothersFord.com. Okay, I see the comments. I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to them. But let me start off here, and we're gonna. I'm going to go off on a tangent, and I'm going to go off from what we scripted earlier. Yesterday, I gave you my top four in the playoffs. Today, like I told you and I mentioned to you, I gave you my top four in the Heisman. There, I felt like I could give you some facts as to why who my top four would be. What I should have done is gave you a top ten, but I didn't. Because I thought for once, the stupid playoff committee, the college football playoff committee, would actually find a find, find it in their heart, even during COVID, to actually watch the damn football games. Let me start here. And I, and I know this might lose some of you. So just stay tuned with me and I'll get to all the comments. You cannot convince me that it is okay that the University of Florida, after getting housed by LSU last week, and the and as the Rock would say, put it the smack it down on their candy ass. Last Saturday, the shoe game. And they drop one spot? So let me ask you this. If Clemson loses this week, to Notre Dame, and they lost twice to Notre Dame. What does it matter? They only lost once. I mean, they only lost to, to Notre Dame. They, they're only going to fall down the spot. What does it matter? What do games matter? If you listen to the opening segment, Herm Edwards, so many years ago with the Jets, said it so perfectly. You play to win the game. What all of this means is, is that games actually matter. Now, I'm going to lose you here, too. USC, and I know that our guest tomorrow, Jonathan Rifkin's probably going to love this. I'm going to have to tell him about it. But let me mention this, and let me make this very clear. I am not a West Coast homer. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. But the simple fact, before we got on this show, people are saying that USC has no business being in the top 10 and Florida and Georgia deserve to be at 7 and 8. USC is not beating a top 25 team. That's fine, and I get that. But guess what? Neither has, neither has the University of Florida or the University of Georgia. None of them. Mississippi State has more top 25 wins. At playing, I get it. Than those two teams. This is not to trash Georgia. This is not to trash Florida. This is completely to trash. Completely to trash. 
the absolute crap that we have to put in with year in and year out from the committee. If you remember this time last year, if you remember, LSU was not the number one team in the nation. After everything that they did, demolishing top 10 teams, they demolished Texas, they demolished Alabama, so on and so forth. They would go on to this weekend and they would kill Georgia. They all do this for ratings. And I get that you got to make your ratings. Guys, we do stuff. We bring on guests. We do things for, for us to bring on ratings too. I get that. But this is not about ratings, ESPN. This is not about ratings, College Football Playoff Committee. And don't say, again, Reese Davis, who I actually love Reese Davis, by the way. I really, really, really do like Reese Davis. Don't tell me you have not seen the top, the top 25 again. Because when it's leaked, when it is leaked before any of this happens, and I know before you reveal it, that Florida's only going to drop one spot 20, 20 minutes before you go on air, that's an absolute joke. You want to make, and this is not, look, I know I used to do an SEC gumbo, an SEC show, and yes, I do have some SEC ties and SEC bias. But man, for the life of me, come on. Now, I get putting Georgia in the top eight. JT Daniels has lit it up. That is a new team. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that it's okay to get your asses beat and fall only one spot and then continue to put Cincinnati down because it's, well, they haven't played. Well, then keep the same consistency with Ohio State. Ohio State hasn't played in a month. Not really, but damn near close to a month. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And quite honestly, this time last year, and all the people that followed AYS, I didn't lose my shit because of the simple fact that LSU was not ranked number one this time last year. I said, look, it doesn't matter any place, anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter. Anybody. It didn't matter. LSU was going to win. So I didn't really care. But man, at some point, God, I can't. This is why I don't. This is why I don't get wrapped up in rankings. This is why when everybody on their other little podcast, and I'm not saying it's bad, but they want to put rankings out. This is why. Because it means nothing. The truth is, is that LSU, uh, not LSU, that Alabama and Clemson are more than likely going to play for the national title. It's chalky. College football is chalky. The top five teams are always going to be in it and be there to win it. Anthony says Ohio State is a hoax, but you know what they are, Anthony? They're better than Florida, they're better than Georgia, and they haven't lost. Here's another thing. Ohio State has more top 10 wins and top 15 wins than you've guessed it, and they'll get another one this weekend probably. They will double the wins of top 15 teams, top 25 teams, than Georgia and Florida combined. But we want to talk about, oh, well, it's Ohio State's fault. And, Anthony, this is not to bash you or say anything, but we want to bash Ohio State for not being able to play. And Anthony says it right here. It's all about the money. It is an absolute joke fest. An absolute joke fest that we, we see this all year, every single year. I should be out here talking about the positivity and I know that we'll have Mike Scarborough coming on. But for LSU and what they did last week. Hey, you know what? LSU was 1-2. and two. Why did you drop them out of the top 25? 
What does it matter? People are arguing on Twitter, by the way, just so you know, people are arguing on Twitter that Clemson should be above Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame beat them because they believe that they're a better team. Then why do we play the game, as Herm Edwards said? Why do we play it? What does it matter? The reason it matters is because what you saw Saturday against LSU in Florida when LSU beat them. With all the freshmen and sophomores on the field, Jeray Jenkins, Kayshawn Bouti, Max Johnson, a walk-on running back, Williams, Jaqueline Roy, who got two big sacks in that game as a true freshman. But it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. It's a joke. And we want to complain about the people who say, bring back the BCS. Do you, do you agree with them now? And don't get me started. I know I went on this tangent last night in reference to, I'm going to go up here and get some of these comments. But I ran it on Texas A&M. Guys, Texas A&M has a really good shot to get in the college football playoff, and they have not beaten the top 25 team either. (laughs) It's uh, agenda-driven. Oh, look who it is. Just recruiting, Jonathan Rifkin says, it's time for a college football revolution. This is ridiculous. And they, I'm, he's an Oregon and USC fan. It is. It's a joke. No one can convince me that it's not a joke. Uh, Blake Schilling says, keep Jabril in your prayers. Nothing wrong with him. I just hope he stays. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. That's pretty good. I like that Blake Schilling. I dig that a lot. That's funny. But Stevens is gone. Yeah, Jacoby Stevens. Gino says, Ole Miss getting a whooping. I hope they do. I hope they do. Bo Holly says, one spot. It's a joke, y'all. It's an absolute joke fest. You have rich hoity-toity ADs going up there who got picked on in high school, and the last time that they played a sport was when they played Little League Pee Wee and they got absolutely housed by the guys that are playing college football or play college football. I know football. Ha <laughs> ha! Mr. Blake, sir, I play football in Pee Wee. Ha <laughs> ha! Get people that know the game in there. I just never in my life thought I would come on a podcast and say, hey, man, they just completely butchered this one. And they're going to come out and they're going to say, oh, well, COVID. Oh, well, COVID. I know what they're saying right now. COVID, COVID, COVID. It's because of COVID. No, it's because maybe. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Derek says, Blake, you got to admit the college football wants the big boys in for the TV money. That's fine. But guess what? Florida's not in there. Florida's, what's Florida going to do? Because the truth is, is Alabama's going to get in the playoff, and Texas A&M, if they don't get in, is going to get in the New Year's Six Bowl. That's how that's going to work. So the simple fact that they want the big boys in there, that's not going to happen. If they want to put the big boys in there, they take Ohio, or I'm not going to say Ohio State, but they're going to keep Texas A&M. And oh, by the way, Iowa State's number six. Guys, Iowa State who lost to, and I don't even know how to pronounce their university anymore, but that university out in Lafayette, can't say ULL, can't say UL, can't say Louisiana, but whatever you want to call that university out there in in Lafayette, beat Iowa State in week one. But yet we have to sit here and think that they're a top six team, and the the number six team that we saw take the field got their asses absolutely handed to them. 
oh, but we can't put Cincinnati up there. We can't put Cincinnati because they haven't played. But Ohio State's completely fine because we know what we're talking about. Look, I gave you my top four yesterday. I completely gave you my top four yesterday. And I had Ohio State in there. I still believe that they are a top four team. I believe that. But you cannot you cannot make an argument to simply say the simple fact is, is, oh, well, we just think that we think this, we think that. You have to actually look what's going on on the field. Who cares that Georgia who like who really cares if Georgia would have been in for, in front of Florida? Georgia doesn't have a loss that bad. Georgia played a Florida team after playing Alabama and Florida was off for two weeks. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke that you would have Florida there. And look, again, like I've mentioned earlier, this is not a bash fest to Florida. It's not. It's a bash fest for the committee. Because I would love to know, before we get to Mike Scarborough and we talk some LSU recruiting, I would love to know who elects these imbeciles. I shouldn't call them that because not all of them are. But who elects some of these people to get in there? Because how you have a USC team, regardless of what any of you think about them, and out of the top 10 is a joke fest. Coastal Carolina is another one. Coastal Carolina took a a game against BYU days before the game even happened, and they beat them, and you want to tell me that they're not a top 15 team in and of themselves? They don't have consideration? Man, get out of here with that. It's a joke. Inside the swamp. <laughs> Nick said, you're hurting my Gators' feelings. Haha. Nick, this is not a bash fest against Florida. But with all due respect, as easily as I said after the Mississippi State loss, the next week for LSU that they don't deserve to be in the top 25, I'm going to tell you the exact same thing that I would tell LSU fans. Hey, you know what? LSU beat the top 16 this week. Put them in the top 25. Do it. Why not? It doesn't matter. What does it matter? They beat a top six team. They only allowed Texas A&M, who's the number five team in the nation, to 13 points on offense. Hell, why not put them in there? Oh, because Alabama beat the dog breaks out of them. Well, that makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? Uh, Craig Ranger says, what happens if Washington beats USC? Well, Craig, that's a great question, but nothing. But they're not playing Washington. They're playing Oregon. Washington had to back out. So USC just gets a pass. I mean, not USC. Uh, the, the 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 SEC teams get a pass here. <laughs> you want to know what the great thing is? Before I get to Mike, Scar- I call Mike Scarborough and we get to him for some LSU recruiting. You want to know what the best thing of all of this is? They said that the reason that USC is not a top ten team is because they haven't played that many games, and they're going to make the same damn argument, the same exact argument for Ohio State. It, it's a, it's a joke fest, y'all. It's a, I'm just not, I can't do it. Uh, Prediction on Florida-Bama game. Yeah, Florida's going to kill him. Florida's going to kill him. It's going to get ugly. Okay, let's get to Mr. Mike Scarborough, and we're going to talk some LSU recruiting, as we have a big week in LSU recruiting this week. Huge. That's true, Jacob. Very, very true. Very, very, very true. Well, I thought Mike Scarborough was going to be uh, be picking up. I hope he picks up. 
Let's do this. Let's give them another ring-a-ding-ding. Uh, you mean Alabama. Yeah, Alabama's going to beat the dog breaks off of Florida. Absolute dog breaks. Hello? Mr. Mike Scarborough, Hello? what's that? Mike, what's happening, brother? Nothing, man. Just running crazy. Uh, <laughs> about to put out the top 15 in Louisiana. And um, got uh, a war room to put out tonight. So I'm running late on everything. And uh, I just had to tell my guys on the uh, Tiger Bay Premium Message Board, the reason why your war room's running late tonight is because everybody's calling me all day asking me how she's going to finish tomorrow. <laughs> Mike, I'm sorry. Well, look, let me say this, Mike. I appreciate you taking the time with us. I really, really do. No, and no, I- I, no, no. I got the carve out for you, but uh, all my other buddies, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm laying it on them tonight. <laughs> well, I hear. Well, Mike, let's start off here. Uh, some big news today. Chris Hilton uh, changes his mind, changes his heart. He says that he's going to be signing today. And there's some other movements going along that LSU fans have been hearing of some possible commits. What is the biggest things that you're hearing uh, looking forward to tomorrow for the early signing period for LSU? Well, no, that, that, that's a big positive. Chris Hilton uh, going ahead and getting it over with tomorrow. Um, I don't know what the benefit would have been to wait. Um Although I, I can also see maybe a, a, the other side of it, wanting to see what staff changes there are. If a parent is worried about who the position coach might be or if there's a new coordinator change, I get it. Um, but for a local kid that uh, probably always wanted to play for LSU, I don't see where it makes uh, any sense. But it's good news that I think that he's uh, he's going to sign tomorrow. Obviously, uh, I think probably one of the, the storylines is – you know, LSU could very well end up with two more running backs tomorrow to go with Corey Kiner, uh, Armani Goodwin, Logan Diggs. Uh, I, if, if both those guys uh, faxed in their national letter LSU tomorrow, uh, they're both takes. Well, Mike, so that's my next question, and a question that I'm going to ask. That would mean three running backs for LSU in this class. Why three running backs? What is one of them possibly going to be move over to the defensive side of the football? Do we know anything there if that is the case? Yeah, I mean, I've heard that. Uh, I don't. I, you don't get uh, take a guy who's committed to Notre Dame as a running back, uh, Logan Diggs, and, and uh, move him to safety. I know as people have that, that's been one of the rumors out there. This, this is. This is uh, can be the silly season, as you know, with people with the, the famous, you know what I heard, or what I'm hearing, or uh, what's on such and such uh, dumpster fire message board. Mike, and, and you're right, and there's always going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of people just asking the simple question of what's going on and a lot of false information. We do have no, a... I, 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 I do get it, though. It's like, you know, why three running backs, particularly... When next year, and I've seen them both, uh, Trevor H.N. at Jennings and Le'Veon Moss, I filmed them both this year, um, and those guys are are absolutely stellar. So that that's kind of a head scratcher for me. But you know, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what Tyrion Davis Price and Chris Curry and, and John Emery uh, what the you know what the outlook for them is after next season. Mike, we got a lot of questions in here. People are firing off hashtag Ask Mike, so I'll just go in order. Uh, Vic asks, what's going on with JoJo Earl? 
Yeah, not going to sign tomorrow. Um, talk to a Texas source today. And, um, you know, Texas A&M, Alabama, and others trying to get in there. So we'll see how that plays out. Colin Deion Smith will sign tomorrow with LSU. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, hashtag ask Mike, do we see anything from Tristan Lee tomorrow? Um, that can very well be a situation where, look, I, I, I'm, I, I know that uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. I do think the kid might be a little bit um, confused. Mm-hmm. I wonder if when it's all said and done tomorrow, if he doesn't go ahead and go on home and where he's probably been leaning for all these months and it be LSU. But, you know, there's stuff out there about his girlfriend going to UCF, UCF and him choosing Florida. And, and um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, you, you can have a top 10 or a top five recruiting class. But you've got to have offensive linemen, and even even if you even if you say you've got even if you convince Deculus and, and and Ed Ingram and all of them to return Shanahan Rosenthal, uh, you still got to have young offensive linemen in the program. I agree. Uh, you've got two very you've got two very good ones next year, and Evering Jones and, and Will Campbell, who I think are future All SEC caliber offensive linemen, uh, but. I don't think you can get away with just getting Garrett Dellinger and then filling up with maybe one or two guys that that you think are possible, you know, capable guys, but you're not as certain as you would be if you were getting a Tristan Lee or, you know, or, you know, Macchianoli was a guy that they hoped to flip from Florida State. Uh, I know that they're having a phone call with Savion Bird tonight, mm. um, but, you know, that's been trending SMU. But I will tell you this on Savion Bird, and I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not saying LSU is going to pull a fast one tomorrow, but you, you never know. What I do know about Duncanville is that their coaches don't do any interviews; they don't allow their players to do interviews. Savion Bird never does interviews, so a lot of the conjecture out there that uh, guys are, are making predictions on him, um, I, I, I think I think it's uh, not a whole lot of journalism going on with it. And that's an interesting part, Mike. And we've had a lot of people asking the question about this offensive line. Where do they go from here? What's going to happen? And that'd be interesting to watch him tomorrow and see where he signs. Because, I mean, look, LSU is better, is just all-around better school than SMU. So it's going to be interesting. We have a question here because there was some smoke today. Uh, a lot of – and, again, this could all be message board stuff like you mentioned earlier. But C. King on Facebook Live says – Brian Thomas Jr., what's the chances that he might sign with LSU tomorrow? He's not going to sign tomorrow. He'll sign in February. Okay. And that'll be, you know, LSU, Alabama. But here, you know, if Jordan Gilbert uh, and Malik Neighbors sign with LSU tomorrow, um, and depending on what what the, the slots are looking out and what's left and how LSU needs to finish, you know, I, I don't know how that plays out. It's going to be interesting, Mike. We have a we have a question here too, and I think I've asked you this before, and I know who you're going to say, but I just want to ask it again. Seth Scott asks hashtag Ask Mike. Mike, who is the most underrated recruit in your opinion in this year's class so far for LSU? Who? 
or the one that you might be wanting to look forward to the most? That might be another way to ask it too. That's a toughie. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I'm probably going to go Jack Dash. Um, you know, I, I'm about, I, I, I finalized my top 15, and it's going up just about when I hang up from you. I've got some uh, corresponding video with it that's uploading now, and as soon as that's done, my final top 15 is going out. Five through 15, I'm telling you, you could have put number 13 at number six, number seven at number five. I mean, it, it the, the the first four or five are easy, mm-hmm. but it's it's uh, five through fifteen or six through fifteen that they're all interchangeable. I mean, when you're talking about uh, Shield Taylor versus Byron Jones and Saint Augustine, Kane Williams, uh, Matthew Langlois, there's a bunch of guys that you you can move up or down the list, and and it's you, you, it, it, there's not somebody that's going to say, "Boy, you're an idiot." You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. they're all pretty close and have different different things pro and and, and uh, against. I want to see best too. I want to see Langua as well, Mike. And I think that that's something that a lot of Louisiana people want to see is to see is to see those two guys and what they can do. Uh, I think those are mine for sure. Uh, Mike, there was a big decommitment from Mississippi State today, an inside linebacker, and I can't pronounce his first name really well, but I know his last name's Stronger. What are you hearing on that front? And is he a possible target for LSU tomorrow? I expect him to sign with LSU tomorrow. Okay. Uh, what since he's, since he's so new to this LSU fan base, uh, especially on this recruiting, not a lot of people knew about him. What can you tell us about him? I know he's a JUCO guy, but it, it, he looks like a real – the film I saw on him today, he, he looks very experienced, very explosive, really good linebacker if LSU's able to pick him up. Yeah, no. Um, when LSU offered him uh, two or three weeks ago, um, you know, I met and watched his film. His film's very impressive. I talked to a source that was just raving about him, how much they, they liked him. Um you know, uh, was being compared to Patrick Queen. I mean, so the kid uh, physically, and, and and when you see him, uh, you know, some pictures of him, recent pictures in street clothes. I mean, he certainly looks the part. So, and you, you know, you like the fact that he's not far from uh, from Baton Rouge. I think that's another emphasis as well. And I'm not throwing stones at the whole idea of recruiting nationally because you got to. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, but I also think some of the culture problems can come about if you've got too many players on your roster that aren't from Louisiana. I, I agree with or, you. Or or, or, or or neighboring areas. Correct. You know, That's what I was Texas, about to East, mm-hmm. East Texas, Mississippi. You know, the typical, you know, I mean, we did a study years ago where uh, correlating LSU's one-loss record, and it was basically when LSU got below like 72% of the roster not being from Louisiana, that's when the program got into trouble. I completely agree, and it seemed a lot like what Les Les would do at times. Uh, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is our guest. We'll let you know everywhere you can get your stuff and the promo code AYS30, especially during this great and exciting uh, recruiting period. Mike, a lot of questions fire in about 
uh, going talking about going nationally and going and getting a guy. Uh, Corey Foreman, it seems like LSU has kind of cooled off on, on that trail. What could you tell us about him? Does he look like he's staying home at USC or going elsewhere? Well, yeah, he's going to sign tomorrow, and he's going to do like Tristan Lee and, you know, not announce until uh, January 2nd on that uh, NBC uh, TV show where normally the U.S. Army All-American game is. You know, uh, to me, it's either USC, Clemson, or Arizona State. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean, look, if he's going to get lost and he's not going to go to LSU, I don't want him in the conference, Mike. I'm just going to tell. I mean, I'm going to tell you that I wouldn't want to lose him uh, to to anybody inside the SEC. Well, and, and for, look, I kind of get staying close to home or him being out, out west, but USC, you want to talk about dumpster fires? Mm-hmm. How is that program appealing to anyone? And how does anybody look at their program? and think that they're on the right trajectory. Of course, they can turn around and say the same thing about LSU. Mm-hmm. But I can also turn it around and, and point to uh, all sorts of reasons as to why LSU has looked the way they have this year. Some of it, you know, mistakes on the coaching staff's part, but the vast majority of it being uh, stuff that's out of their hands. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, um, it, the Arizona State thing is a draw for him because he likes the uh, – the coaching pedigree of a lot of their coaches being former NFL guys. Um, but I don't know. And, and talking to a USC guy about him two days ago, uh, he scoffed at the idea that Arizona, that, that would be the reason to go to Arizona state, but he was, you know, being a bit of a Homer as well. Right. Mike, a lot of questions too, and just kind of picking through these about people asking, uh, Rayshon Davis, that the linebacker in California sticking in California He's not going to sign, and he's going to wait until February. A lot of LSU fans have been worried about him. Not you know, maybe want to see what the coaching shakeup looks like. Uh, are, are you still pretty confident that LSU is able to hold on to him come February? Um, you know, I, I want to see at the end of the day tomorrow what what's there and what's not, uh-huh. and what and then uh, by what's there. And then what Orgeron says uh, when he meets with the media, you know, what the game plan is going to be. Because I think even if, uh, you know, uh, we haven't even got the word yet. It usually does a 430 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say he does a, a 430 thing. I, I don't think that the, he and the staff have a, a – you know, because they're going to need, need to see where the dust is settled everywhere across the country. You know, what are the remaining spots? What needs weren't met? Who didn't sign? Who did sign? And then coming up with a game plan on, on how to attack it in January. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I, with Davis, it, it's one of those deals where it's like, okay, if the JUCO linebacker is going to sign Amar, and um, you know, you got Greg Ken, um, you're signing three. Going to move up. Well, and you're signing three yeah, running backs, Mike. I would assume that one of those individuals are going to get moved, like we talked about earlier. I don't well, know. I mean, do you have a spot for Davis at that point? Yeah, and then what about Corey G? Right. You know, is, mm-hmm. is Corey G going to agree to be a linebacker? You know, that's a question for tomorrow. Mike, I don't know how you do it. Recruiting is a 24-7 business, bro. It's just always moving. Uh, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is our guest. Uh, Mike, is there any big surprise that you think LSU will pull tomorrow that fans aren't really expecting? 
Well, you know, Tristan Lee would be a great one, but Tristan Lee's the guy that if he did send in his national letter of intent tomorrow, it's not going to be publicized because he wants to announce it on January 2nd. So, you know, is it, is it, is it but, the, but you know how that goes. The likelihood, you know, uh, if, if Oklahoma's sitting there tomorrow and they don't get his national letter of intent, what are the odds an assistant coach on the Sooner staff talk to some guys in the media in Norman saying, yeah, it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to get out. They have no reason not to, you know, let somebody know, no, he didn't sign with us, you know. You know, it, 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 it's hard to keep a, 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 a tap on that. So, um, you know, and, and if you're somebody who's been uh, jilted by, by, by a recruit, um, you, you're especially not willing to sit on it. It's a good point, and Mike, I don't know if you can't, if that's just not going to leak somehow. It, it, even with Corey Foreman, I, I don't know how that's not going to leak. And, 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 and uh, it's most likely is going to leak from recruits themselves. Right. They're, you know, the, you can't convince me, Mike, that – chats with each other. Right. You can't convince me that an 18-year-old kid is not going to start blabbing his mouth about where a kid signed. Uh, Mike, I got a couple more questions for you, and one that's good. Look, we went a whole, almost a whole segment without talking about Mason Smith. Uh, I'm sure you feel pretty confident of him about signing with LSU, but a lot of questions uh, are being asked about uh, Bryce Langston, the defensive end out of Florida. Uh, tell us about both. I know you you said before you feel confident about Mason. What about Langston out of out of Florida? Yeah, I, you know. I've- I mean, I, there's some rumblings there, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't dug a whole lot into Bryce Langston. Okay. Uh, I was told if there was an uh, if, uh, where it, where was he at academically? Um, uh, I, I'm waiting on, on some more information on him. Yeah, I know that there was a lot of smoke and a lot of people talking about him, Mike. But nothing, no one really has kind of solidified any of that. But I thought if there was, I guess if there is a surprise, maybe he would be one. Uh, Mike, there was, a, and I know that you've mentioned this, and this is the last question, and I'm going to end it here. Really, there's been a lot of talk about Mason Smith and Corey Foreman wanting to play together, but at the end, it looks like that's not going to, that never's going to really hold water. Uh, uh, guys yeah. wanting to play together. Uh, do you think that there's any chance that he can persuade Corey to to, to switch it over to come to to LSU with him? I've never thought that that uh, deal was going to be anything. um, Would they like to play with each other? Sure. But at the end of the day, each individually, they've got to make the best decision for themselves. And I don't don't see those two playing together at the next level. I I think Foreman either stays out west in Clemson, and I think Mason Smith is LSU tomorrow at 3.30. All right, I lied. This is the last one because a lot of people have asked me over the last two days, and I don't know what to answer to them. There has been some smoke from Marcel Brooks on, he says, I'm coming home, I'm coming home, hashtag BR on a social media account. Not about him coming back to LSU. That's not my question. Here's my question. If he were to want to come back after he left LSU and TCU, TCU used a spot on him, would he be able – Would that would have to be a spot that's taken back if LSU, for whatever reason, took him back, right? Man, I, I don't know what the – I don't know how that would work. Me either. That has, Mike, that has been the number, I swear on everything, from a recruiting perspective, 
That has been the number one question I've gotten over the last two days. But, you know, it, it, it just really seems like anything goes these days. <laughs> True. You know, uh, uh, three, three, three years ago, if you would say that, you'd be like, there's no way. He's got to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 anything goes these days. Oh, we just got to submit for a waiver and we can get him in. I mean, it, it, we, we see it in all sports now. COVID, opt-outs, free years. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to love the day when we get back to normal. <laughs> me too, Mike. And I, I look when people ask me that, I have absolutely no idea what to tell them. But, but, but I will say this: with the uh, the roster being so thinned out right now, the self-imposed sanctions of the eight scholarships towards the 85. Um, LSU needs to use every avenue at their disposal with uh, all these transfers and and. Uh, grads, transfers, and this and that, uh, they, they need to absolutely uh, uh, use every angle of, of, of what's out there and being utilized right now to get the roster healthy. I agree. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com was our guest. He nailed it as always. Mike, I know where they can catch you, and they know because they saw the calling card. But one more time, tell them, tell everybody where they can go and to use the promo code, not just the AYS30, but everything you got going over at TigerBait. Yeah, go to go to tigerbait.com. As soon as I hang up here, I'm putting out the uh, final top 15 in Louisiana for the class of 2021. Uh, some surprises in there. We're going to have a chat about it. I've got a full war room, uh, hopefully up by 8.30, 9 o'clock, with uh, what's, uh, what we think is going to happen tomorrow. And I think I should have a few more tidbits uh, with a phone call uh, here before I put that out. Tigerbait.com, use code AYS30. You can get the website for a dollar for a month. And as I say, always choose the annual package. Uh, it's less expensive. You basically get three months for free with that. And um, gift cards, Christmas gift cards, TigerBait.com, no better gift for an LSU fan. Uh, if you give that Christmas gift to somebody, they'll use it every day of the year, I promise. Mike, TigerBait.com is my first stop every morning when I wake up to find out all the LSU news. I appreciate you joining us, my friend, and have a good night. And I know you'll be working hard, but have a good night, and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. All right, man. Thank you. Talk soon. All right. That is Mike Scarborough from TigerBay.com with a fire-ass interview. I mean, guys, look, and I'm going to say it like this, and Mike mentioned it right there at the end. Recruiting, LSU has to use all avenues, blue shirts, red shirts. Well, they can't use a red shirt, but gray shirts. All the shirts that you can pull out of your drawer and go look them up if you don't know what I'm talking about. But every avenue to go fill this roster back up close to the 85 as they can, uh, they're going to have to do it. Now, recruiting is always a a crazy time of year, especially when you have all of these 18-year-old guys making flips. And as as, uh, (laughs) as, uh, Lane Kiffin said a couple days ago, Mary Flipmas as all these kids start to flip on National Signing Day. Okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to get to some more of your comments, but before we get to that, we got to pay some bills around this sucker, and you got to go see my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, with all the help from the Federal Reserve, it's pushed mortgage rate down to the lowest that they've ever been. Yes, the lowest ever. If you're considering buying a new car, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, even my son Ben that you can hear right now loves that deal. Give my good, give my good friend Mr. John Patton a call at two two five six six three twenty five hundred. That's two two five six six three twenty five hundred, and tell him Blake Rafino sent you by. And for the number one real estate team in all of the North Shore, 
That is your home team. Go to team.kw.com, team.kw.com, team.kw.com. Give, go see one of their great real estate agents today at 985-467-7355. That's 467-7355. Tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. Dude, you got to be careful when you have kids and they get taller and they can walk because they can open doors. I don't want to lock the door on my little man. Right? Like, I don't want to lock the door. I can't do that to him. I can't do that to him. But, man, he always just, he always finds a way to just come in here. Uh, Blake Schilling says, please extend the show to two hours. Blake, let me say this. Uh, There's a lot of things that's going to be going on AYS. Two hours is a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. But we've definitely talked about it. We've definitely talked about it. Uh, Kyle Farmer, what's up, my man? He says, bag man coming, and I ain't talking Santa. It is recruiting time. It is recruiting time. Uh, Bucknut says, you talked about Ohio State yesterday and Texas A&M. Are you saying Ohio State is better than AOM and Notre Dame? Uh, that Yes, they're better than Texas A&M. I said it again tonight. I don't know about Notre Dame. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm going to see what Notre Dame does again this weekend. I don't know that. I mean, look, they can dominate and run the football and something Ohio State has struggled at at times. But it wouldn't surprise me if they're a top two, top three team. I mean, they always are. All right, a couple more questions. A couple more questions. When We might get out of here. I might talk a little bit about LSU, but we'll see. Kyle Farmer says, We already under what we would be limited, LOL. We self-imposed that a long, long ago unintentionally. True. True. But I think what Mike's saying there, Kyle, is that you have this blue shirt rule where a guy's technically under scholarship. He doesn't go against your number, uh, the 25 rule, against the 25 scholarship guys. You can, you can have him on your roster. He can't play all as a freshman, but he can be on scholarship. That's an easy way, a very easy way to get your numbers back to where they need to be. Uh, Craig Granger says, little dude trying to get some airtime. Hey, he's more than welcome. But what he does, Craig, is he comes, he stops right here, he laughs, he giggles, and then my wife comes in here to try to get him, and then he giggles and he runs some more. So he don't mind being on there, but it just (laughs) – he's just funny, man. He's funny. He's funny. Okay, I was going to do the LSU Ole Miss breakdown uh, tonight and kind of start breaking it down. Listen, this is, and I'm going to do this here, and we're going to continue to break this down as the week goes on. Something that I want to tell LSU fans before we get out of here. So let's use maybe the next five minutes or so. And you can, you know what? And we'll do this too. We'll do this too. You can do hashtag Ask Blake. We'll bring that segment back as well. If you have a question for me, hashtag Ask Blake is right there in the comments. And I will try to get to any of your questions before we get out of here. I feel like Saturday's game is going to be a lot like we saw Saturday or this Saturday's game than what we saw a lot of last Saturday. I like what the defense did. I like that they used the wristbands. They were able to line up. Lane Kiffin's going to throw a lot at you. So you got to be you got to know where to go and what to do. If yards, and I mentioned this yesterday, I don't really care about yardage and how many yards you get. It's all about points. If it was all about yards, Ole Miss would be number one in the SEC. 578 yards per game. 578. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Ben don't break defense. Now, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It worked for you on Saturday. But I want to see 
really and truthfully, the last four weeks, the last four weeks of this SEC schedule for LSU, this is the last game for you. You've gone up against some really good offenses. You've gone up against Texas A&M that shows that they could score. You've gone up against Alabama. We remember how that game went. You went up against probably, and some people would argue, the best offense in the SEC, probably behind Alabama, but still a debate. And Florida, and you did what you did to them last week. Can you do the same against Ole Miss? I think that you're going to have to. You're going to have to keep the ball away like you did at Florida at times and run the football. Hopefully, Ty Davis-Price is back. Guys, did y'all know that last Saturday, Ty Davis-Price had eight carries for 55 yards? I know that we've talked a lot. We've talked a whole lot in reference to what back should be starting, John Emery, Ty Davis-Price. But the last two weeks, Ty Davis-Price has really just come together, and I would make him your feature back if he's healthy to go. Hopefully, LSU can get some of these guys back from injury. Max Johnson had an ankle injury. Can he go Saturday? I think he will be able to go full speed. But I want to let you know this right now. I want to let you know this from the beginning. It's Tuesday, the 15th of December. I don't give two Rudy Poos how many yards Ole Miss gets. None. Don't care about it. If they're unable to put points up on the board, that's all I care about. And I think LSU will probably come out with the win. Okay, let's get to a couple of these questions. Joseph asked, how many snaps for Plumlee? Uh, outside of, Joseph, outside of maybe a couple of trip plays, you know, he's lined up at receiver a couple times this year and done some jet sweeps. Hashtag rest in peace, Matt Canada at LSU. Um, I don't know of a lot. I don't know of a lot. Russ Forney says, ask Blake, what ranking do you see us at tomorrow? Top 10 or outside the top 10 in recruiting class? You'll be in the top 10. You'll definitely be in the top 10. I, to, to go from four all the way out of the top 10, that's not going to happen, especially with all the guys that you're going to have signed. And look, and Russ, here's another thing. You're going to have Mason Smith signed tomorrow. That's going to bring you up even more. You're going to have the Juco linebacker. I forget how you say his first name, Stronger, who's going to be coming in. You'll have some more guys signing tomorrow. So I fully believe that you'll, you, you might fall to six, maybe, maybe fall to six. But other than that, I don't see him coming anywhere close to falling out of the top 10. Uh, Kyle asked, ask, Kyle Farmer asked, real smoke with JoJo Earl and A&M, any concern of him not signing early? And do you make a move on another statewide receiver like Keon Coleman or Neighbors? Well, Mike Scarborough just brought that up. He said, look, if LSU might sign one of them and say, or, JoJo Earl, we'll see you. I don't know. I, I don't know if I give up jo- with JoJo Earl just yet. I mean, the kid is in the state playoffs. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer is getting on in there some I think there's a little bit of smoke with Brian Thomas uh Jr. out in Walker uh I, no I, I if you're gonna sign anybody I would try to go find an offensive lineman no question about it Bo Holly says hashtag ask Blake man I watched Max Johnson and he reminded me of Burrow in certain ways he is tough and I think we need that dog what do you think Blake um yeah, he's definitely tough. I mean, they d- definitely have that characteristic. Look, I thought T.J. Finley was really tough. I mean, guys, no quarterback was under pressure more under three weeks against Alabama, A&M, and Arkansas more than T.J. Finley in the SEC. Nobody. And for per SEC stat cat. Uh-oh, there goes my camera. All right, we'll answer some more of these questions, and that's probably a sign to get on out of here. Let's get a couple more of these. Uh, Miles Agnew says, Ask Blake Booty over under 100 receiving yards. Saturday, I'd say, oh, I'd, 
Oh, that's tough. That's tough. I'd go over just how well he's been playing. I'd go over. Craig Granger says, ask Blake, is Washington a better team than Oregon? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, uh, Craig, they are. I mean, they just... That's tough, man. That's tough. You got me thinking there. Oregon definitely has more talent. Let me say that. They definitely have more talent. But there was a reason that Washington was in that in the Big Two, Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve championship game. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I really don't know. If you know what, Craig, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to say Oregon. I'm going to say Oregon with all the talent. Uh, Brandon says, "Ask Blake. Does LSU finish in the top five tomorrow? Yeah, I think that they do." I really, really think that they do. Uh, it, because I don't know if there's any big guys that's going to be leaving. Uh, Nathaniel Wiggins, the the cornerback. We didn't talk about McGee, the another defensive back that I forgot to mention to Mike because there's so much to talk about. There's another DB that LSU is looking to sign. I think they can stay in the top five. I think that's very realistic. But Bucknut, which by, to, by the way, by the way, Bucknut, I'm going to do this for you because I go on Wednesdays with Bill King. Tomorrow, I have to pay off a bet with this gentleman right here, Mr. Bucknut29, a big Ohio State fan. Tomorrow, let me make this clear. I'm going to be wearing an Ohio State jersey, or not jersey, an Ohio State shirt to pay off a bet. I have to do it. I got. I, I made my bet. I got to lie down in it. So it's not because I'm an LSU, not an LSU fan. You guys know that, but I got to pay off my bet to the man. Uh, and Bucknut, we're, we're thinking about you and your family. Keon Coleman, Opelous is Catholic. I mean, look, they can definitely, they can definitely do it. Kyle Farmer says Tex Thomas is headed to AM. Him probably will. Uh, Kyle, there was a lot of smoke today. A lot of smoke today about Brian Thomas possibly signing early. Uh, but I don't know that. I don't know that. There's a lot of smoke, but his recruitment has been really finicky. And yeah, I think people know what I'm talking about. Matt says, I'll be convinced. Uh, if he has another game on offense like last weekend because T.J. Finley was great in the first game, so we'll see. Yeah, he, he could definitely see. Uh, Charles Reeves from the Primetime Podcast. What's up, Charles? Last question we're going to get out of here. So, Blake, how in the Rudy poo is Ohio State ranked sixth in the nation? Charles, if you didn't catch the opening segment where I kind of just teed off there, I don't know. I have no idea. None whatsoever. I mean, they got beat by the team out out in the West, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Don't know. It's a joke. They're they're a very big joke. I don't, for the life of me, will never understand it. I mean, they 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 dropped Florida to seventh after LSU went to the swamp and put a put a, the smack it down on that candy ass. It's a joke. Absolute joke. What's up, Marvin? Marvin Mackey says, what's up? Bucknut, you're a good man. I appreciate the thoughts. Yes, sir. Always, man. Always. But I got to wear the Ohio State shirt. I'm going to get ripped tomorrow. On national. No, well, you know what? It is National Recruiting Day. So I might have to. You know what, Josh? It is na- early National Signing Day. I might have to, I might have to uh, do this Thursday. You know what, Josh? Let's, let's switch that because I'll get I know what's going to happen. I'll get ripped to shreds. Rip to shreds if I do that tomorrow. I promise it's coming. It's in my closet. It's hanging up. We'll do it. I promise and I'll let you know. It's going to happen this week. Uh, Dakota, all right, this is the last question. Ask Blake, when do we get some Rudy Pooh shirts? Uh, soon. Soon. 
Uh, ready, Billy? Asked Blake. Uh, coaching changes for next season. I think you see a really big offensive overhaul, uh, and you keep some defensive guys. Maybe Bill Bush leaves. That's what I'd say. All right, guys. My name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. All of you, we appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that like and hit the share and subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts and our YouTube channel at Are You Serious Sports. For all of you, have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.